It's Thursday, December 17, 2009. Copenhagen Conference stalled in the last days. It appears that we are waiting for some senators in the U.S. Congress to conclude before we can consider this issue properly. But is it really? Hold tight and mind the doors. The cable car is moving again. Plus, are they fake or real? Christmas trees, that is. And which ones are greener? All of that and more straight ahead. I'm Brad Friedman of bradblog.com. And I'm Desi Doyen. Prepare for six minutes of green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. When the teabaggers find out that Obama is acting all Al Gore-like up there in Copenhagen, they're going to say that it's more of his socialist agenda and that he's taking his marching orders from Sweden because they don't know that Copenhagen is in Denmark. <laughs> You tell him, Bill Maher, this is your Green News Report. The Green News Report is brought to you by VelvetRevolution.us, now offering a $200,000 reward for information leading to the arrest and conviction of U.S. Chamber of Commerce CEO Tom Donahue for fraud and other crimes. Help VR push back against dozens of death threats, yes, death threats that we've received from Fox News fans and chamber members since the campaign began. Sign on to show your support for the good guys at StopTheChamber.com. That's StopTheChamber.com. Your support is appreciated. Okay, Des, in the final throws here of the Copenhagen Conference... Where are we now? Well, President Obama arrives in Copenhagen on Friday for the last day of the historic U.N. Climate Change Conference, joining other world leaders in a marathon session in hopes of hammering out a final agreement to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. But the talks remain deadlocked over the deep divide between developed and developing nations, over emissions cuts, reporting requirements, and financial aid for poor nations. The Danish organizers had hoped for a comprehensive framework that it would at least lead to a legally binding treaty later, but the deadlock has led some to question whether a partial agreement or even any agreement can be achieved at all. You know, if a few senators can't get health care done after months and months and months of negotiating, I'm not sure why anybody thinks that hundreds of countries can come to an accord in just two weeks in Copenhagen. It would be pretty incredible, frankly, if they came out with anything from this conference as I see it. And that's kind of how things look right now. Violence erupted outside the conference center on Wednesday. Protesters shouted, we are peaceful, what about you, as Danish police arrested over 200 people after conference officials drastically reduced the number of attendees allowed inside the conference center, denying access to thousands of non-governmental organizations and much of the press at a time when final agreements will be made. Among the major disagreements are emissions targets for rich nations. U.S. negotiators have rejected calls at the conference for deeper cuts than already proposed in Congress. China is rejecting any provision that would require them to submit to independent international audits. U.S. negotiators say China's commitment is necessary to get the U.S. climate legislation passed. Developing nations and low-lying island nations will bear the brunt of climate change and sea level rise, but their pleas for greater cuts were rejected. Here's the impassioned speech from Ian Fry, environmental minister of the tiny island nation of Tuvalu. It's an irony of the modern world that the fate of the world is being determined by some senators in the US Congress. I woke this morning and I was crying and that's not easy for a grown man to admit. The fate of my country rests in your hands. Thank you. A moving speech and his island nation is 
disappearing if the oceans continue to rise and if no action is taken here. Meanwhile, Oklahoma Senator James Inhofe, the Republican who contends global warming science is a hoax, has dropped in on the conference, apparently for just two hours, to talk to reporters. Oh, great. To say, quote, he's making sure that no one is laboring under the misconception that the U.S. Senate is going to do anything. We should also... <laughs> is there any question about that? <laughs> we should also note that the international community considers the science settled. As The Economist notes, there are no skeptics on the science in China, even though China would have the most to gain from casting doubt on the science. Some progress has been made in the talks. Rich nations have committed $30 billion in short-term international aid to poor nations over three years, but future assistance in the long term remains in doubt. So, U.S. Secretary of State Hillary Clinton proposed to the conference a climate aid fund. To address the climate change needs of developing countries. The fund would raise $100 billion a year by 2020 to help poor nations adapt, but would be contingent upon an agreement being signed that the U.S. agreed with. Another bright spot is deforestation, which was excluded from the Kyoto Protocols. It looks like an agreement will be reached to help poor nations reduce deforestation, a potent source of greenhouse gases, with economic assistance that would essentially pay them to not cut down their trees. Because right now, those trees are worth more dead than alive. And speaking of trees, which is greener, a real Christmas tree or a fake one? It would seem intuitive that a fake tree would be better, but that may not actually be the case. One environmental group says that real trees may actually be better. They say that fake trees are probably worse because they're essentially plastic, require lots of toxic chemicals in manufacturing, and since most are shipped from China, they're likely to have higher emissions footprints than real trees. Read about that and more at our website, greennews.bradblog.com. Follow us on Twitter, download us on iTunes. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your never fake Green News Report. Wonderful.